Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at TahlequahUMC.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. It's going to be one Amazon review I write as a fail because it said on the picture that it'd be gold. The, the, the flecks are gold, but in the picture it showed the guy with the gold beard. So I will be writing a nice Amazon review on that. Nevertheless, and all good fun, I can't thank you enough for being a faithful congregation. And only to be as short as we are is, is, is a big breath of fresh air. And we'll get there. Uh, we have until Friday to pay it off, and I'm pretty sure we will, to be faithful uh, to, the congreg- to the United Methodist Church. It is a bit of an adjustment. You see things kind of bouncing up and down. But. So for the next three weeks, and we're going to start the new year talking about looking at things uh, that keep you up at night. We all have issues that keep us up at night, whether it's a medical issue or um, we can't sleep for whatever reason or we're stressed or we're afraid or um, we've got something going on in our lives that just keep us up. And we all know what those things are. And some of us are still trying to wrestle with that and struggle with that. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to look at uh, the Bible and, and Scripture and how uh, people dealt with a difficult task or a broken relationship or fear. Those are three things that can keep us up at night. And so for the, the next three weeks, we're going to in, invite you in to, to ponder what you can do. Uh, one, to address those things, and maybe you'll sleep a little bit better. But if you come across these things, what can you do? Where can you turn to to open yourself up to the possibilities that God may be leading you? in this new coming year. So with that in mind, let's go to God in prayer. Gracious God, as the scriptures read and heard, may it penetrate our hearts in such a way that we open ourselves up to you. So Lord, open our hearts and our minds and our own doors as we hear your word proclaimed today. In your name we pray. Amen. Scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Listen to these words. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in the territory of Judea during the rule of King Herod, Magi came from the east to Jerusalem. They asked, Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east, and we've come to honor him. When King Herod heard this, he was troubled. And everyone in Jerusalem was troubled with him. He gathered all the chief priests and legal experts and asked them where the Christ was to be born. They said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what the prophet wrote. You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, by no means you are least among the rulers of Judah, because from you will come the one who governs who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and found them from them, the time when the star had first appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go, search carefully for the child. When you've found him, report to me, so that I too may go and honor him. When they heard the king, they went and looked. The star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered in the house and saw a child with Mary, with Mary, his mother, falling to their knees. They honored him. Then they opened their treasure chests and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, because they were warned about 
they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod. They went back to their own country by another route. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. And the church is known as Epiphany. It's that Sunday that we recognize and honor the day that the Magi found the Christ child. Now imagine yourself as one of these Magi, one of these people that were called by King Herod to um, find the Christ child. And, And that would probably keep you up at night, wouldn't it? Because you probably know that something's going to happen. If the king is asking you to do something, to, to scout something, that there's probably going to be something that's going to be a little bit hard, to di- difficult to do. So I don't know if you're like me, but when I have a difficult thing or a difficult task that I'm about to do, I don't sleep the night before. Maybe two to three hours if my body just says, all right, go to sleep. But, but I have to be honest with you, like when I have a difficult task, I don't sleep. And I dwell upon the task. I dwell upon the possibilities of what could happen and what may happen and, and all the ins and outs of the situation. You know, what happens if it rains or snows? or I mean, and this is who I've been my whole life. This is something I've wrestled with my whole life. I remember as a child, um, before big tests, I, I wouldn't sleep the night before because I'd just, like, okay, I wouldn't even think about the test. I'd just figure out how I could get out of taking the tests. When we all face difficult tasks, we sometimes we'd rather run away. And sometimes we'd rather just, nah, let somebody else handle it. Could you imagine if the Magi walked up to King Herod and said, you know, Herod, this following the star thing, it's not for us. Let's just give it to somebody else. Give it, delegate it to somebody else. There, there are far more well-qualified people to do this task than us. We've done that before, haven't we? When we've been faced with a difficult task, we've, we've asked to, to just give it to somebody else because maybe we don't, have, we don't feel like we have what it needs to do the task at hand. Difficult tasks are difficult. It's not supposed to be easy. We, we, we see in this, in this story the opportunity that the Magi had. To, they could have just said, oh, look, there's a star. We'll go follow that star. Or, oh, wait, there's a star. I mean, they could have easily chose not to do the task. Because they knew, I think they knew in their heart of hearts that if they go back to Herod, this was going to be really bad for this child and for the people. And so they made a decision. They did the task as best as they could. They, they went and saw the child. And, and, and something that's weird about this story, and, it, and it's hit me this week, is that these guys that, that showed up to visit Jesus were not Jewish. They weren't religious Jews. They were Gentiles. People like you and me, regular Joes. They didn't know the scriptures. They didn't know they were fulfilling a prophecy. They didn't know that they were living in the way that God called them to. They just felt it inside of them to visit this thing that was calling them forward. It's like a lot of us in our faith that some of us came by faith not because we were born into it, There are some of us that were born into the faith that we don't know what it's like to be outside of a church. And that's who we are, and we live faithfully and religiously and as best as we can to live the way that God has called us to, to love our neighbor as ourself. And there are others, and I'm one of these others, that found the star. And when we did, our lives were touched and changed. This story is, there's so much more to this story, and, and the difficult tasks that we face in our lives, how we respond to those tasks matter. 
Do we dig in and press on and try to do the best that we can, even though we may not make it? Or do we just give up? The Magi didn't give up. They pressed on and and lived the difficult task out. And while it may have kept them up at night, I think that they knew and were assured and rested that God was with them. And could you imagine what it would have been like to be those magi as you were following the star, probably even still wondering if this was a worthy cause, wondering if this still was worth doing. When they got there, it hit them. God met them right where they were at. And that opened them up. It changed them. It made a difference in their lives. So much so that they're a part of the story. I mean, you can't have a nativity scene without these men. Now, if you notice in the scripture, it doesn't say three wise men. It just says the wise men brought gifts, three gifts. And so somebody wrote a song and said, we three kings and brought three gifts. It makes sense, doesn't it? One for one. We don't know if one wise man showed up with three gifts or six wise men showed up with three gifts or 12 wise men showed up with three gifts because not everybody had the gifts. But what we can tell from this story is that these guys took this difficult task and just said, all right, let's do this and did it. And their lives were touched and changed forever. They met Jesus. They, they found themselves in the midst of something greater than themselves. And so then they went back a whole other route. They didn't, they bypassed Herod, said, no, we're good. He'll figure it out. I think for us, when we are faced with difficult tasks, we have to open ourselves up to the possibility of just doing it. Sometimes it's really easy to, to just say, no, it's too hard, I quit. But I think when we're faced with struggles as, as people are followers of Jesus, we have to live into the idea that God's going to be with us in every step and every breath that we take and let that be our comfort that we can lay our head on and maybe fall asleep. In his book, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Uh, Stephen Farr, in his book, Finishing Strong, Finding Power to Go the Distance, he has these little catchphrases that I want to share with you on how to persevere during difficult times. The first is to stay in. Stay grounded. Stay grounded in Scripture. Stay in the life of the faith. Stay in focus with God, one that God may have with you. Stay close. We need relationships to get us through these difficult times. How often, when you've gone through a difficult situation, was it a friend that helped pull you through the difficult task? And sometimes we just need to stay away. We need to stay away from those people that may pull us into difficult situations because maybe they're not the right character. Maybe they're leading us down a bad path. And if we stay away, we can not find ourselves in a difficult situation. The other is, the last, is stay alert. I think if we stay alert to the opportunities of sharing God's love to everyone that we meet, we open ourselves up to sometimes difficult tasks because sometimes we have to love difficult people. But it also opens us up for the possibility of getting to know Jesus in a different way. 
So stay in, stay close, stay away, and stay alert. And we open ourselves up to those possibilities of making it through this difficult task. We can do anything. And if we stay grounded and centered in Christ, our lives will be touched and changed. And and so I want you to open yourself up this year to, to how can you ground yourself in Christ in such a way that nothing is impossible for God. If you remember earlier in the Jesus birth story when, when the angel came to Mary and said, you know, don't worry, nothing's impossible for God. One of my favorite verses, Luke one thirty seven. It's a verse that I'm making my year verse, the year, the year I'm surrounding myself in, is that to remind myself that nothing is impossible for God. And if I can keep that in my forefront, those difficult tasks, I'll be able to overcome those because I know that God will be with us. And it may be difficult, but yet, in the end, it will be rewarding. If you've ever been on a mission trip, you know this to be the truth. You know that, like, sometimes you're going down on the trip, and you're like, you've got this very difficult task. Maybe you've never ran a piece of equipment they've asked you to run. And then you start to run it, and yeah, you may cause a little bit of damage, but then once you get your hand kind of settled and you get used to doing it, you think, oh, that wasn't so difficult. Don't mind that spot over there. That, that was when I first was using it. Now look at me. I can run this machine really well. We have to learn to grow from those difficult things. They shape us. They change us. And so we can't be afraid of those difficult things. We have to press on and press through them. But be reminded that God is at the center of these things. Maybe you've heard this thing from St. Patrick. Uh, St. Patrick was, um, he was offered armor. He had these great friends that had all this great armor, and, and he chose not to have armor but to sing this song, to sing this prayer. Christ be beside me. Christ be before me. Christ be behind me. King of my heart. Christ be with me. Christ be below me. Christ be above me. Never depart. Christ on my right hand. Christ on my left hand. Christ all around me. Shield in the strife. Christ in my sleeping. Christ in my setting. Christ in my rising light of my life. He kept this with him to help him through those difficult tasks. He grounded himself in Christ. I think that's how we make it through these difficult tasks that we have before us. Because we all do. We all have something that we're going to have to overcome in the next few months or the years or time before us. But if we keep Christ at our center, overcoming those things become a little bit easier. And we smile and say, hey, that wasn't as hard as it was, was it? And we can sleep a little bit easier if we open ourselves up to Christ being at the center. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.